Wafer converter isn't complete yet. It isn't finished. Lock in your circuits again quickly. that this is station WCBN FM Ann Arbor your Dharmic free speech station Cause ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing going on around here. Nothing. Unless you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3. That's the only thing happening here. The only thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll see you, kid. Yeah, take care. Take care, yeah. Hey. Hey, kid. Kid. Look out. Look out. Look out. Oh, yeah. Oh, tune in next week.
Jason um, doing the fine engineering for us and um, and in the studio today I've got three living living writers um, Patrick and Sean and Lewis and we thought that we would get together and uh, read you the Declaration of Independence no I'm just kidding <laughs> um, welcome welcome gentlemen thanks T um, th- thanks for coming thanks T um, Hey, uh, Patrick, speak speak more into your mic because it's, uh, it's okay. like a little okay. Um, <laughs> just to be bossy to kick things off, right? Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's your right to do it, T. It's your, it's your freedom. It's my freedom because we're in America. because yeah. <laughs> because we someone came to America and um, yeah. How is? I wonder if that Neil Diamond song has been playing through everyone's mind all day. Like if it's uh, it's I'd say not mine, no. but um, <laughs> but it was my favorite song uh, when I was in sixth grade. So oh, it okay. was it was good to hear it again. Yes, I bought it on vinyl. Yeah, good choice. Really, yeah. really yeah. had it on vinyl. Was it the jazz singer, right? That was the movie. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. W- yeah. Was it the um the lyrics that drew it drew you, or was it the the thumping rhythm? No, it was just on the radio all the time. <laughs> <laughs> in in Ireland. Yes. Yeah, oh. it was a huge. Yeah, I remember it. It was a very big movie there. Yeah. Oh uh, well, in um in in atlanta they have um the museum of patriotism and they have that they have um uh um a bunch of clips of people coming through ellis island and they have that song and it's actually when i first heard it it made me laugh my first um i was gonna laugh but then it was actually very moving the pictures um of all the people coming Mm. coming through um but anyway it's the the fourth of july so we thought we'd gather together and um and read some poems and other things and people have emailed and sent some suggestions for songs but um why don't we kick off with uh patrick you want to kick us off with a poem okay i'll read a poem by larry levis uh, from the doll maker's ghost it's called to a <coughs> excuse me i'm not uh, i haven't been practicing but uh to a wall of flame in a steel mill syracuse new york 1969 Except under the cool shadows of pines, the snow is already thawing along this road, such sun and wind. I think my father longed to disappear while driving through this place once in 1957, 
Beside him, my mother slept in a grey dress, while his thoughts moved like the shadow of a cloud over houses. And he was seized suddenly by his own shyness, by his desire to be grass and simplified. Was it brought on by the road or the snow or the sky, with nothing in it? He kept sweating and wiping his face until it passed, and I never knew. But in the long journey away from my father, I took only his silences, his indifference to misfortune, rain, stones, music, and grief. Now I can sleep beside this road if I have to, even while the stars pale and go out and it is day. And if I can keep secrets for years, the way a stone retains a warmth from the sun, it is because men like us own nothing, really. I remember once in the steel mill where I worked, someone opened the door of the furnace and I glanced in at the simple, quick and blank erasures the flames made of iron, of everything on earth. It was reverence I felt then and did not know why. I do not know even now why my father lived out his one life, farming 200 acres of grey Malaga vines and peach trees twisted by winter. They lived, I think, because his hatred for the, of them was entire and wordless. I still think of him staring into this road 20 years ago while his hands gripped the wheel harder and his wish to be no one made his body tremble like the touch of a woman he could not see, her fingers drifting up his spine in silence until his loneliness was perfect and she let him go. Her laughter turning into these sheets of black and glassy ice that dislodged themselves and ride slowly out onto the towing river. Oh, thank you, Patrick. That's that's really something. Whenever whenever a poem is read um, in here, I always just feel a bit speechless afterwards, which is not the probably the best situation for radio. Um, anyway, well, onward, right? Yeah, that was um, beautiful. It was so so nicely read. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Sean, what what did you bring? What, what um, well, I have some Larry Levis. Uh, some Whitman, some. Would you like Howard Nemiroff? How about a Howard Nemiroff poem? That, that sounds good. Yeah, some some Howard. Um, who I guess was was the brother of Diane Arbus, which I didn't know until today. Someone told me this. Um, the photographer Diane Arbus. Um, they the made po- an awful film about right the, the fur. Oh yeah, I think they did make an awful film about her. Um, recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last fall. Well, they, yeah. Okay. Here's the here's the poem. It's called. Um, it's in um, mostly rhyme tercets. It's called Ultima Ratio Reagan. The reason we do not learn from history is because we are not the people who learned last time. Because we are not the same people as them that fed our sons in honor to Vietnam and dropped the burning money on their trees. We know that we know better than they knew. And history will not blame us if once again, the light at the end of the tunnel is the train. There's a little political poem there from from Nemiroff that seemed um, freedom uh, freedom oriented in some way, right? So um, the ability to uh, decide or not decide uh, what to remember um, and the freedom to sort of uh, overlook things seemed uh, pertinent. Yeah. yeah, and you and you also brought a short one by Basho, right? 
Yeah, there's a good, here's a good poem by Basho that obviously was not written in the States, um, but has always sort of reminded me of, um, I guess, an American sense of longing, or sort of longing even uh, amidst some tort- sort of satisfaction. Um, it's a haiku, of course. Um, even in Kyoto, hearing the cuckoos cry, I long for Kyoto. So that's it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I wonder, could you could you um, give us a little uh, demonstration of the cry? I don't know if I could. <laughs> I think it's it. Uh, no. No, no, not now. Maybe I, later, because we have. You I know, could work up to we it. Have Forty-five minutes. Yeah. So you know, there might be a cry that. I think it's tucked into one of one of the musical examples that we have, so the the listeners will be able to hear it. Oh, okay. In, in one of those. <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking that the next song we'll play. How about is uh, we play the Woody Guthrie song? Does that sound good, gentlemen? That sounds uh, wonderful. This land is your land. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go with that, Jason. Oh, or, you know what? We can keep talking for a little while because we're not quite, you know, at our <laughs> at our time. I guess I could say that um, you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and uh, and uh, we we went to a baseball game yesterday. So, oh, here we go. It all took place in a small cafe in a time of war with Saddam Hussein. It was a true American sort of a place. They had a signed photograph of George Bush's face. Hanging up right next to the rebel flag. Equipped with a guarantee of authenticity. A misspelled word. Said, send celery yours, GW. Well, back in the corner was an old jukebox It only cost a dime, so I dug in my pocket I was in a weird mood, I thought, what the hell So I hooked it up with Patti LaBelle Talking about Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, ce soir Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, ce soir I didn't see many happy faces, though A couple of mean looks, really I figured that like me, they too must have been upset with where the R&B industry had taken the music in the last three decades. And hearing the classic tune Lady Marmalade on the jukebox functioned merely as a painful reminder of the pathetic quality of today's so-called R&B as compared to the glory days of true rhythm and blues. Or maybe they were just pissed because I didn't play God Bless America for the 30th time in a row. But I sat right down in a little old booth I was hungry as a bear in a low-budget zoo The waitress asked, what'll it be, fella? I said, hot coffee, do you have French vanilla? She looked at me funny One of them, no you didn't, sort of stares She said, if you mean victory vanilla, then yes, we do Well, next I ordered a plate of French fries and French toast sticks on the side. I said, start me off with a bowl of French bread, and I don't like soup. I'll take salad instead. She asked, what kind of dressing do you want with that? I could tell it was an interrogation. I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, French on the side. (laughs) 
When the waitress looked a little je ne sais quoi, she couldn't speak, was in shock and awe. She whispered to the cook quite smugly, lock the doors, this could get ugly. I said, uh, what seems to be the trouble, ma'am? I don't want to offend anyone or sound un-American or anything. I mean, if it bothers you so much, just, uh, go ahead and put the dressing right on top. Well, the busboy run and grabbed the phone and he dialed up 911. The operator said, what's the trouble? Busboy said, we need help on the double. He said, we have a terrorist sitting in our store. The operator asked, are you for sure? The busboy screamed. He ordered freedom fries and liberty toast and justice bread and a salad with God bless America dressing on top. But he used the F. The operator had to catch his breath. We'll send the squad team immediately. God help you all. Well, before I had a chance to explain, down the street the SWAT team came. They had Uzis, ride gear, hand grenades. They had choppers, canines, barricades. They had booby traps and landmines. They had rocket-propelled grenades. They brought napalm and biological weapons. They duct-taped the windows shut. They had night goggles, even though it was right in the middle of the day. They had snipers in the no-smoking section who were clearly violating the requirements of that section by holding smoking semi-automatic weapons. They located my position with outer space telescopes. They increased the national threat level to red, which just so happens to be the color of my hair. Coincidence? I don't think so. They received intelligence that I was harboring weapons of mass destruction in my shoes. Turned out it was just my socks. Then they brought in their secret weapon. smelled the whiskey on his breath. I finally surrendered. Well, they hauled me down to the police station. They hogtied me like a pound of bacon. They threw me into a barbed-wired cellar. I was joined by two more hogtied fellers. Three little pigs. They gave us a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Well, the first guy looked like an upscale type, wore a black tuxedo, looked real nice. I asked him what they put you in here for. He said, I'm in the symphony. I play French horn. I think it was the tuba player that ratted me out. He walked in on me in the bathroom, sitting on the bidet, playing Frere Jacques. I was eating a croissant. Well, the other guy laying there was a teenage kid. I said, son, what was it you gone and did? He said, it's bad. I'm ashamed to say I threw my entire life away. I said, it's okay, son. 
You can tell us, hell, we're all outlaws, bad men, menaces to society, communists, traitors, vigilantes. He said, okay, what I did was this. I gave my girl a big French kiss. I said, well, what's the matter with that? That don't sound all that bad. He said, there's more. Ah, we French, I mean, uh, freedom kissed during the national anthem at a baseball game. And they caught us on the jumbotron. Me and the F-word horn player took two big-ass steps back. I said, kid, that is just sick. Completely un-American. Son, son, you never, ever waste a good ticket to a baseball game on a girl. Oh! Who wrote that line? Not me. I'm just a singer. Well, next they poured us full of truth serum, and I tried to resist, but it tastes like beer. And I like beer, and I like the truth, too, so I couldn't see no harm in combining the two. Until I started telling them about all the bedwetting and pants pooping I'd done in my preteens. I even told them about my pent-up passion for Martha Stewart cookware. Martha Stewart Gardening, Holiday Collections by Martha well, Stewart. Well, we're Martha fading Stewart out there. That that wasn't, Martha you guys have probably guessed, that wasn't Woody Guthrie. This this um, land is your land. That was Jake Speed from Cincinnati, and the song was um, sent sent in by Katie Hartsock and John Geltner um, over in Chicago. So thanks, guys, for that, that great Jake Speed uh, number. Uh, uh, he's uh, always a rousing... Uh, uh, fellow from oh, Cincinnati. Um, so uh, other some other folks uh, from across uh, the country sent in, <laughs> I make it sound really grand, but a, a few people, this is, as you can probably tell by listening to the show, this has sort of been um, thrown together at the, the last moment um, in, in um, with good intention. <laughs> and, uh, and my friends are helping me out here today reading poems and some friends sent things about America. Um, Charlie McLeod, actually, um, he sent, he said, you got to read a James Wright poem, Autumn Begins in Martin's Ferry, Ohio, even if we are all post-industrial now. Um, so, uh, and he also uh, suggested uh, the song um, Fake Empire, uh, by the National. Um, but here, here's that poem by James Wright. Autumn begins in Martin's Ferry, Ohio. In the Shreve High football stadium, I think of Polacks nursing long beers in Tiltonsville and gray faces of Negroes in the blast furnace at Benwood and the ruptured night watchmen of wheeling steel, dreaming of heroes. All the proud fathers are ashamed to go home there are women cluck like starved pullets, dying for love. Therefore, their sons grow suicidally beautiful at the beginning of October and gallop terribly against each other's bodies. And Charlie McLeod has uh, a story coming out in the Gettysburg Review, so look for it in this autumn issue. Um, and Jason Breedle, who was uh, a guest here, a, a few weeks ago, he sent in a poem, uh, Capitalist Poem Number 5 by Campbell McGrath. I was at the 7-Eleven. I ate a burrito. I drank a Slurpee. I was tired. It was late. After work, washing dishes. The burrito was good. I had another. I did it every day for a week. 
I did it every day for a month. To cook a burrito, you tear off the plastic wrapper. You push button number three on the microwave. Burritos are large, small, or medium. Red or green chili peppers, beef or bean or both. There are 7-Elevens all across the nation. On the way out, I bought a quart of beer for a buck thirty-nine. I was aware of social injustice in only the vaguest possible way. I wonder if Jason Breedle is now eating a burrito to celebrate the 4th of July. <laughs> Probably. Um, okay, and then we'll come back uh, to some more. Um, Patrick, would you uh, read a little bit of, do you want to read Robert Lowell or do you sure. want to read Howell? Or um, Let me read, should I read Robert Lowell poem? Yeah, okay. then maybe we'll, after the break, we'll, um, okay. we'll have some Howell. Okay. okay. Okay, this is uh, Memories of West Street and Lepke, which is from his book, Life Studies, right? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. this is his first book of poems. Only teaching on Tuesdays, bookwarming in pajama, fresh from the washer each morning. I, ho I hug a whole house on Boston's hardly passionate Marlborough Street, where even the man scavenging filth in the back alley trash cans has two children, a beach wagon, a helpmate, and is a young Republican. I have a nine-month daughter, young enough to be my granddaughter. Like the sun, she rises in her flame flamingo infant swear. These are the tranquilized fifties, and I am forty. Ought I to regret my seed time? I was a fire-breeding Catholic CEO and made my manic statement, telling off the state and president, and then sat waiting sentence in the bullpen beside a Negro boy with curlicues and marijuana in his hair. Given a year, I walked on the roof of the West Street Jail, a short enclosure like my school soccer court, and saw the Hudson River once a day. Through sooty clotheslines, entanglements, and bleaching khaki tenements, strolling, I yammered metaphysics with Abramowitz, a jaundice yellow, it's really tan and flyweight pacifist, so vegetarian he wore rope shoes and preferred fallen fruit. He tried to convert Biff and Brown, the Hollywood pimps, to his diet. Hairy, muscular, suburban, wearing chocolate double-breasted suits. They blew their tops and beating black and blue. I was so out of things. I'd never heard of the Jehovah Witnesses. Are you a CEO? I asked a fellow jailbird. No, he answered. I'm a JW. He taught me the hospital tuck and pointed out the T-shirted back of Murder Incorporated, Sar Lepke. They're, they're piling towels on a rack. Uh, dwaddling off to his, to his segregated cell full of things forbidden the common man, a portable radio, a dresser, two toy American flags tied together with a ribbon of Easter palm. Flabby, bald, lobotomized, he drifted in a sheepish calm where no agonizing reappraisals jarred his concentration on the electric chair, hanging like an oasis in his air of lost connections. Wow, this is um, tune in for a little holiday joy, right? <laughs> With the four of us here. Um, well, hope everybody is enjoying the 4th of July so far. Um, and you're listening to The Living Writers Show on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, Jason, let's give, uh, let's, let's try for This Land is Your Land by Woody Guthrie. All right, fingers crossed.
This land is your land, and this land is my land. From the California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As I went a walk in that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway, saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. All around me a voice was sounding, this land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling and the wheat fields waving and the dust clouds rolling. The voice was chanting as the fog was lifting. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from Redwood Forest, Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving, the dust clouds rolling, the voice coming chanting, and the fog was lifting. This land was made for you and me. Welcome back. You're listening to The Living Writers Show. Uh, Today, Patrick and Sean and Lewis are joining me in the studio, and we've got Jason Engineering for us. Uh, That was Woody Guthrie's This Land is Your Land. Such such a beautiful song. It's an amazing song. Yeah, yeah. it's still beautiful to hear it, right? It is. Yeah. Makes um, we're, it's it's our it's our aim to make people cry today. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing? That's right. Yeah, um, but and and Sean, you were saying that. Oh yeah, uh, I'd like to revise what I said earlier. I mean, I love Neil Diamond and Coming to America, but I remember that this is uh, Woody Guthrie was actually my favorite in sixth grade, and so maybe still is. There's some revisionist history there. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to America. And um, on that note, how about a little <clears throat> a little. Walt Whitman. Yeah, for how us. about a little Walt Whitman because it stands up to time, and um, and the actual <clears throat> underlying principles of the thing. So this uh, Whitman today goes out to our friend Scooter Libby, recently freed by the president from all consequences of <laughs> perjury to the U.S. Congress. Um, Stop this day and night with me, and you shall possess the origin of all poems, Scooter Libby. You shall possess <laughs> the good of the earth and sun. There are millions of sons left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters and books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them for yourself. I have learned 
what the talkers were talking, the talk of the beginning and the end, but I do not talk of the beginning or the end. There was never any more inception than there is now, nor any more youth or age than there is now. There will never be any more perfection than there is now, nor any more heaven or hell than there is now. Urge and urge and urge, always the procreant urge of the world. Out of the dimness opposite equals advance, always substance and increase, always a knit of identity, always distraction, always a breed of life. To elaborate, elaborate is no avail. Learned and unlearned feel that is, it is so. Sure as the most certain sure, plumb in the uprights, well entreated, braced in the beam, stout as a horse, affectionate, haughty, electrical, I in this mystery here we stand. Clear and sweet is my soul, and clear and sweet is all that is not my soul. There, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't not have Walt Whitman. Uh, thanks, Sean, for Welcome. for reading that, and and for de- the dedication was. Um, it seems apt. I would say it was my favorite part, but I don't want to diss Walt because <laughs> I love Walt. Um, right. So, so now, um, Patrick, are you going to read a, read a poem for us? Okay. Do you want to set us up a little bit with what you're? Uh, this is a, a uh, by Philip Levine. It's from a, a book called What Work Is, which is uh, I think from nineteen early nineties. He won a national book award, and as everyone knows, Levine's from Detroit. And uh, he was actually Larry Levis's teacher uh, in Fresno. He taught it at Fresno State for years. But I'm going to, uh, he's a great uh, lover of jazz. And uh, there's a poem in here called Soloing, which is about Coltrane. And, uh, and I think the, the, a mother. <laughs> so I'm going to read it. And my favorite song on the jazz singer is actually Love on the Rocks. Yeah, Do that you remember that one? Oh, yeah, that is a great <laughs> I love song. That. Love on the Rocks. <laughs> Ain't Ain't no, no big surprise. <laughs> Pour me a drink and I'll tell you my lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is soloing by Philip Levine. <clears throat> my mother tells me she dreamed of John Coltrane, a young train playing his music with such joy and contained energy and rage she could not hold back her tears. And sitting awake now, her hands crossed in her lap, the tears start in her blind eyes. The TV set behind her is gray, expressionless. It is late. The neighborhood's quiet. Even the city, Los Angeles, quiet. I have driven for hours down 99, over the grapevine, into heaven to be here. I place my left hand on her shoulder, and she smiles. What a world! A mother and son finding solace in California, just where, just where we were told it would be, among the palm trees and all-night supermarkets, pushing orange-back lighted oranges at 2 a.m. He was alone, she says, and does not say, just as I am, soloing. What a world, a great man half her age, comes to my mother in sleep to give her the gift of song, which, shaking the tears away, she passes on to me, For now I can hear the music of the world in the silence and that word, soloing. What a world. When I arrived, the great bowl of mountains was hidden in a cloud of exhaust. The sea spread out like a carpet of oil. The roses I had brought from Fresno browned on the seat beside me, and I could have turned back and lost the music. And now for the Coltrane. 
you're listening to the Living Writers Show. Happy Fourth of July. Um, my name is T. Hetzel, and I'm sitting here today with Patrick, Sean, and Lewis. Happy Fourth. Happy Fourth. Cheers. Happy Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Fourth. <coughs> and um, and Lewis gives thumbs up. Um, yeah. So that we were just listening to the second track on Love Supreme, which is entitled Resolution, by John Coltrane, and so. Which, you know, it's interesting, 4th of July, theme of the day, freedom. But um, so there's, you know, there's, with an excess of freedom, that you know, there's a certain responsibility with that. So it's interesting always in jazz how, you know, one must figure out how to construct that amount of freedom and, and construct um, um, sort of limits to that and where to take that. So um, it, it just seemed like a, a perfect choice that Patrick brought in today to follow that Philip Levine poem this notion of sort of being alone and soloing. And in the poem, too, you could hear in the Levine poem um, before the break, there's sort of this ghost of, of Walt Whitman floating in it via maybe the ghost of um, Allen Ginsberg's supermarket That's in California. Supermarkets. right, and right. So there's that, there's that um, you know, the farthest limits, again, of freedom, sort of this limits of freedom, but the farthest limits of the country. And, you know, Whitman wrote beautifully about sort of reaching the Pacific and, and what then, you know? Um, where does the vision go from there? So it just seemed nice to hear Allen Ginsberg sort of lilting yeah. and in a the lot background of, of the poem. I mean, I, I know a lot of the poets from that, I don't know if it's, this is true anymore, but a lot of the poets from that era really adored jazz, right? I mean, they right, yeah. have mm-hmm. really influenced by, the, which the is a very poets. purely American music, right? Right. Yeah. A, right? But it it's, is. And it's really interesting, nice. too, about Coltrane in particular, this, um, this ability to sort of see beyond... Um, I don't know. I guess the limits of the ego, right? Like, so part of his project was to sort of see beyond the self or to treat music, treat jazz specifically as a sort of spiritual quest. So there's a, there's an interesting notion there and connection between maybe, um, Ginsburg as well, you know, this sort of, um, so are you giving, are you setting this up for a segue? I'm here, setting Sean? it up for a segue, but also, but also just like, I guess in appreciation for different types of freedom today, this, this notion to be, sort of have the ability or freedom to see beyond oneself, which is not normally associated with probably like the freedom of lack of consequence, which which we normally associate with some types of American freedom. Right, right. So, yeah, on to Ginsburg. On to Ginsburg. That was my long segue. <laughs> okay. Gonna t- okay, O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> this is daunting. Okay. Just read as much as you'd okay. like, yeah. But let's okay. howl. Howl, okay, for Cal Solomon. Okay. <laughs> this is daunting. Okay. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving hysterically naked, dragging themselves through the Negro streets at dawn, looking for an angry fix, angle-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo in the machinery of night, who poverty and tattered and hollow eyes and high sat up smoking in the supernatural darkness of cold water flats floating across the tops of city contemplating jazz, who bared their brains to heaven under the L and saw Mohammedan angels staggering on tenement roofs illuminated, who passed through universities with radiant cool eyes hallucinating Arkansas and, and Blake-like tragedy among the scholars of war, who were expelled from the academies for crazy and publishing obscene odes on the windows of the skull, who cowered in unshaven rooms in underwear burning their money in wastebaskets and listening to the terror through the wall, who got busted in their in their pubic beards, returning through Laredo with a belt of marijuana for New York, who ate fire in paint, 
hotels that drank turpentine in Paradise Alley, death, or purgated their torsos night after night with dreams, with drugs, with walking nightmares, alcohol cock and endless balls, incomparably blind, streets of shuddering cloud and lightning in the mind leaping towards poles of Canada and Patterson, illuminating all the motionless world of time between peyote of halls, backyard green tree symmetry dawns, wine drunkenness over the rooftops, storefront burrows of tea head, joyride, neon blinking traffic light, sun and moon and tree vibrations in the roaring winter dusk of Brooklyn, Ashcan ranting and kind king light of mind who chained themselves to subways for the endless ride from Battery to Holy Bronx to Benindrine un- until the noise of wheels and children brought them down, shuddering, mouth racked and battered bleak of brain, all drained of brilliance in the dear light of zoo who sank all night in submarine light and Bigfords floated out and sat through the stale beer afternoon in desolate Fugazis, listening to the crack of doom on the hydrogen jukebox who talk continuously 70 hours from park to pad to bar to Bellevue to museum to Brooklyn Bridge. Lost battalion of platonic conversationalists jumping down the stoops of fire escapes of windowsills of Empire State out of of the moon. Yakety yak yakety screaming, vomiting, whispering facts and memories and anecdotes and eyeball kicks and shocks of hospital and jails and wars whole intellects disgorged in total recall for seven days and nights with brilliant eyes meet for the synagogues cast on the pavement who vanished into nowhere zen new jersey leaving a trail of ambiguous picture postcards of atlantic city hall suffering eastern sweats and tangerian bone grinding and migraines of china under junk withdrawals in newark's bleak furnished room who wandered around and around at midnight in the railroad yard, wondering where to go, and went leaving no broken hearts, who lit cigarettes in boxcars, 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 racketing through snow towards lonesome farms in Grandfather Night, who studied Plutonius Poe, St. John of the Cross, Telepathy, and, and Bob Cabalish, <laughs> because the cosmos instinctively vibrated at their feet in Kansas who laundered through the streets of Idaho seeking visionary Indian angels who were visionary Indian angels, who thought they were only mad when Baltimore gleamed in supernatural ecstasy, who jumped in limousines with the Chinamen of Oklahoma on the impulse of winter midnight streets, light small-town rain, who lounged hungry and lonesome through Houston, seeking jazz or sex or soup and following the brilliant Spaniard to converse about America and eternity, a hopeless task, and so took ship to Africa who disappeared into the volcanoes of Mexico, leaving behind nothing but the shadow of dungarees and the lava and ash of poetry scattered in fireplaces, Chicago, who reappeared on the West Coast investigating the FBI in beards and shorts with big pacifists, eyes sexy in their dark skin, passing out incomprehensible leaflets, who burned cigarette holes in their arms protesting the narcotics tobacco haze of capitalism, who disturbed super-communist pamphlets, who distributed, or dis- yes, super-communist pamphlets in Union Square, weeping and undressing while the sirens of Los Alamos wailed them down and wailed down Wall and the Staten Island Ferry also wailed, who broke down crying in white gymnasiums naked and trembling before the machinery of other skeletons, who bit detectives in the neck and shrieked with delight in police cars, for committing no crime but their own wild cooking pity and intoxication. Who howled on their knees in the subway and were dragged off the roof waving genitals and manuscripts. Who let themselves be blah 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 by saintly motorcyclists and scream with joy. Who blew and were blown 
by those human, the sailors' caresses of Atlantic and Caribbean love who bawled in the morning and the evenings in rose gardens and the grass of public parks and symmetry scattering their, can we say semen? Mm -hmm. Semen freely to whomever come who may. Okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of breath. I hadn't that was to, great, though. That was really I, great. I don't know if I can read Ken first. Wow, wow. And that's, that's part of how... I haven't read it in years. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Man, yeah, yeah what momentum, too. <laughs> You're rolling. <laughs> um, so, so we also... There's so many... There, I wish we had more time because uh, there's so many people that we... With, we all have like piles of books in front of us and we and there's lots of music everyone bought tons of music so um we can't i i bemoan the fact that we can't get to everything but um but but we we all agreed that we'd talk a little bit about bob dylan and and so um we're, we're not talking deeply about him but um well you guys love bob dylan right we're gonna play one of dylan's songs um and uh, Lyle, Lyle Bush from out in Seattle, he, he um, has a little bit to say. Um, let's see. What Do you guys know the name of this song? Um, that Which the, one is um, it, Lewis? Lewis, do you know? Um, trying to get to heaven. Trying to get to heaven. Okay. Um, so what Lyle writes, the secret in the song is the way Bob sings, close the door. The repeating chorus involves him saying that he's trying to get to heaven before they close the door, which is already, I think, pretty key to pretty, pretty, pretty key to understanding the United States. <laughs> this, we're, we're having a surreal radio time here. Um, and then Lyle continues. <laughs> Lyle's not calling in on the phone, um, but it would be great if he was. It's like he is. Yeah. It's like he is. It's yeah. as if he's here with us. Um, but what's super key, I think, and my fellow Dylanologists will will back me up on this is that he closes the door on the word closes. He sings it as closes or closes and it all comes through his nose, all stopped up and pinched. The door is already closed or very close. He doesn't think he can he he doesn't think he can get there. Um all right, so that's that's Lyle. That's Lyle's words on on Dylan. And I also wanted to say thanks to to Joy and to Deanne for for sending in poems. And maybe if we do America Show Part Two, we can we can get to those um, on the Living Writers Show. America all the time. America. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I and we also wanted to read some of the Declaration of Independence, but. Um, but we agreed that the language is kind of, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's clunky. So <laughs> maybe we'll practice, I'll practice that before um, subjecting you all. Unless, um, sh do you guys want to say anything about Dylan at all? Like what, what he, what uh, he means, what, cause he's like the, because they, they argue, like people say, oh, he's a poet. And then other people say he's not, he's not a poet. What, what's your take on that? Um, He's a poet, right? Like, he, like the yeah. That the song is on what? Words? Time out of mind, right? Is that the album? Yeah, with Lynn, Daniel Lynn Wall. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I love. I mean, yeah. Dylan's very important. When, when he dies, it's going to be very hard. Oh no! For a lot of people. Yeah, let's knock on wood here. <laughs> <laughs> this, again, we're always bringing it back to the good cheer here at the Living Writers Show. <laughs> Bob Dylan's still alive. Don't worry, folks. Okay. Well, um, well, let's go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say thanks for being here, and we'll go out on the Dylan song. Um, thank you, Patrick, Sean, thank you, T. Hey, thanks, T. And yeah. Lewis, and um, thanks for listening uh, to WCBN uh, FM Ann Arbor, and thanks, um, hi, mom. <laughs> Anybody want to do? 
do any shout shout outs. Happy fourth, everyone. Hi, Sally. <laughs> and uh, and and now we'll go. We'll um, thanks Jason for engineering, and um, we'll see. We'll be back next week uh, with uh, Susan Hutton, the poet Susan Hutton. Um, She's a great poet. Yep, yep, she is. And so you stay tuned for more um, American poetry next week. And here's Dylan. <laughs> The heat rising in my eyes Every day your memory goes dimmer It doesn't haunt me like it did before I've been walking through the middle of nowhere Trying to get here before they close the door
close the door Gotta sleep down in the parlor And relive my dreams I close my eyes and I wonder If everything is as hollow as it seems Some trades don't pull no gamblers No midland ramblers like they did before Sugar town, I shook the sugar down. Now I'm trying to get to heaven before they close the door. 